Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Hello, welcome, welcome back, what it, whichever it is, whether you have been here for the last three years or the last three seconds, I'm so excited to have you here. In case you are new, I'm Eden Schrader, your host. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach, and now I get to help hundreds and thousands of creatives and photographers like yourself scale their businesses and build beautiful companies that allow them to build beautiful lives, which that's kind of the premise of everything here is that you have a beautiful life outside of your business, which leads me to the most exciting intro ever. Just kidding. It's not actually. However, this intro is going to be short because this is an automation. Um, I practice what I preach you guys and I love having a beautiful life outside of my business. And for me personally, the way that manifests is I love kind of like taking my summers off. Like I love being able to just kind of vacation, kind of feel like I did when I was a kid and I had summers off. Obviously, I can't do that completely, but I try to clock out during the summer as much as possible. So what this looks like is minimal new content created. We don't take on any new one-on-one offerings. I just work with my becoming clients and girls, and it's lovely. And so in the honor of taking my summers off and living the Eden Schrader ways, I will not be recording new podcast episodes. So I'm actually really excited because we are going to be revisiting some of our top 10 biggest podcast episodes ever from like the first year and a half, which was a year and a half ago. And that's so insane. I cannot believe the podcast has been here for nearly three years. So each week this summer, you are going to be able to listen to either a podcast episode you haven't heard in over a year and a half, or maybe you've never heard it and you should because there are reason, there is a reason why they are in our top 10. So I'm incredibly excited for each day for us to dive into one of these iconic episodes. And you will find links for everything that we're doing, sharing, keeping up with freebies, all of that good stuff, as always in the show notes. And I would love if you came and followed along on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be sharing my summer with you, what I'm doing, what our automations look like, and much more. So I'm excited. I hope you take a page out of my book and you automate some things, you repurpose some things, and you take some of the summer off. I love you guys. I mean it. Let's get into it. another episode of that's my personal business and this one has been put off for a hot minute it's the book club do you guys even remember the book club from ten thousand years ago that i announced and i said that we would all read this book together i think in november yeah okay anyway that's the one that is the one i'm referring to if you don't even know what i'm talking about i posted about it on instagram and basically the idea was a little virtual book club where we could all read this book together chat about what we thought all that good stuff and then i would share it on the podcast and i totally let it slip through my fingers but i'm stoked for this episode today because this book genuinely is one of my new favorites. Like I'm talking like top five mindset changing books. It's 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Weist. And it is literally 101 essays of the coolest shit. It is such a good book. I was instantly enthralled. I started reading it. Oh my gosh, you guys, I started reading it in October. That was so long ago. I'm so sorry for anyone that was holding on to this idea of a book club. Maybe we'll do it moving forward. But I started back in October. I started on a flight and I was just 
instantly enthralled. It's so good. She covers such a wide range of topics that I just want to discuss this book with literally everyone that's ever read it because I feel like we would have such different perspectives on the book. Kind of like Untamed, which you guys know all about Untamed and how much I love it. But it was a very similar setup in the way that anyone can get anything out of it that they need. And I just love books like that. I love books where we don't know what we're going to get out of it. We have a general idea, but it's going to be based totally on experience. So I'm super excited to share my experience, some of my favorite essays with you guys, because some of these essays genuinely like changed my life and changed, changed my mindset. And oh, also one of my other favorite things about the book, and I feel like this is integral if you're going to read it, start reading it, is that I love that I could just skip around. Like there really were essays that I skipped. Honestly, out of 101, I probably only skipped 10. But it was nice that like if I started reading one that I didn't feel like I really needed, I could just move on and it was totally fine. And there was a different 100 essays for me to choose from. So I have, I think it is four essays total that just completely changed the game for me that I want to share with you guys today. I could probably talk about this book for hours, but I tried to go through it, condense it down so that you can actually read the book and love it yourself. And someone also sent in bless, like a book report of it, which I freaking loved reading through. So I'm going to share some of her thoughts as well. And I'm actually going to share her thoughts on this first chapter that I just wanted to dive into, which is essay number 12. Okay, so I'm going to just read some of my favorite little snippets and then we'll just, we'll talk about them like a book club of sorts. I want you to grab the book if you have it, open it up, maybe write, get your journal out. I don't know. I just like to think that we're over coffee, just hanging, even if you're driving in your car to work right now. So anyway, essay number 12. Um, One of my favorite quotes from this was moving yourself past resistance is a matter of shifting your perception of comfort. It's altering your mindset to focus on the discomfort you will face if you don't do the thing in front of you, as opposed to the discomfort you will face if you do. You will never be ready for things that matter. And then a little section after says, if you live today on repeat for the rest of your life, what would you have done? And this kind of bitch slapped me in the face, this essay. Um, She like dives into how resistance is essentially just this thing that we build up in our heads and we assign resistance to things. So if we don't want to do something, we think about how much we don't want to do it. And so the resistance keeps building. And then we think about even more how much we don't want to do it. And the resistance keeps building. And we basically just determine resistance ourselves. Like we find these things they're going to be uncomfortable and so we just convince ourselves that it's so hard to do them like I think about how many times even in the short amount of time that has happened in 2021 I've been like I'm gonna wake up at eight the next day and work out and the next day I wake up and it's time to work out and I'm like this is the hardest thing I've ever done this is so uncomfortable COVID destroyed my lungs I'm just not gonna work out I've lost all my muscle I bet like I just make it I'm such a baby when it comes to working out in the morning now I've just built like this really weird resistance around it and I've done it to myself whereas if I wake up and I'm like oh my gosh I get to move my body today it literally takes half an hour and then I feel good for the rest of the day what a freaking blessing it is that I get to do that And I loved how she talked about just shifting the mindset from the discomfort, right? And that's what I did this morning when I worked out. I put it off for so long. And then eventually I was like, okay, 
if I don't work out this morning, I know I'm going to feel crappy for the rest of the day. Like I physically feel so much worse when I don't work out. So I can do this 20, you guys, I did a 15 minute workout. I think, I think it was literally 15 minutes and I stretched for like 15 minutes. That's 30 minutes of like very basic movement. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And if I don't do it, it's going to be so uncomfortable that I didn't do it. I'm going to feel gross all day. And so I just tried to shift my mindset into like how awful it was going to be if I didn't do this uncomfortable thing. And it's so helpful. And so then she also talks about how we'll never be ready for the things that matter. And I love this because there are a lot of things in my life that make me uncomfy. And that's kind of what the next little essay is about so I don't want to dive into it too much here but basically that like these things that happen to us that are new can sometimes be uncomfortable and we convince ourselves we're not ready for them and that's so lame you will never be ready for the things that matter and then again just to round it out with a little slap to the face is that if you live today on repeat for the rest of your life what will you have done big yikes on some days if I had gotten stuck in a groundhog day situation on some of these days during quarantine oh my gosh thank goodness the simulation upheld for that one because that would have been horrible if I had to live those on repeat so anyway I now want to read on this essay the perspective of Kenzie Seams Seams I believe is how you say it I'm so sorry Kenzie but her Instagram is at Kenzie Kate K-E-N-Z-I Kate with a K and she says the ultimate perspective most of us who have an issue with procrastination haven't ever heard it seems like it'll be relaxing or save me from anxiety of said task but all day week month I'm thinking about that task in the back of my mind it's taking all my energy away and sometimes even giving a rush of adrenaline and anxiety which I feel that so hard if I wouldn't just be have been uncomfortable for one day and gotten my project or task done then I wouldn't be uncomfortable for days on end procrastination fueled weeks on top of that who doesn't feel better when they get done what they need to in a timely manner or even ahead of time and then she says like DJ Collins says congratulations you played yourself I absolutely love that DJ Khaled line because that is me every time I let myself down and I do not stick to what is outside my comfort zone and stick to what I promised myself. So I love this essay. It was so good about shifting your mindset on resistance. And that leads me to the next one, which is number 34. It's named Why You Should Seek Comfort or Why You Shouldn't Seek Comfort. Mm, I can't remember which one it is, but anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. But it talks all about how our brains do not know the difference between good and bad. They only know comfortable and uncomfortable. Which is uncomfy to even process that in the first place. I'm like, oh my gosh, my brain literally just wants to stick with what's comfortable, even if it sucks. You don't, um, you want what you've known instead of wanting what you want. And that is so deep seated into our subconscious, kind of like on my last personal episode or a couple personal episodes back, I talked about how our subconscious beliefs keep us from so much and if you want so badly to break six figures this year but inside you're like well I'm so comfortable with earning you know thirty thousand dollars a year it's not happening and so we have to rewire our brain to be okay with uncomfortable and even if you can't rewire your subconscious right now get okay with pushing yourself into discomfort because I think a lot of the time right we think about energy we think about aligning things I know I do this all the time where I'm like I want to feel good about what I'm doing and you need to rewire and like rethink 
think if something is actually not aligned or if it's just uncomfortable because you've never known it before. I think about this every time I do a big launch or a big shift in my business. I try to really dissect if it's resistance because it's not a good idea or if it's resistance from it just being uncomfortable. It's not something I've ever done before because every time you up level, you're in new uncharted territory and so it's going to be uncomfortable and you have to get your brain and your mindset and yourself okay with getting uncomfortable. Growth only happens in the unknown. And then she talks about how nothing is ever certain and that the people who love life are the ones that just keep trying, the ones that keep pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone. And I'm not telling you, you have to go cliff jumping or skydiving. By the way, both of those things are so fun, but just push yourself out of your comfort zone. Even if that's today that you just get on your business Instagram and you talk about something personal and you get to know your audience because God knows that is so uncomfortable the first couple times you do it. And even still to this day, I get uncomfortable doing it. So do something a little uncomfy today, you guys. Think about where you're getting too comfortable. I know I get too comfortable in my business and my personal life all the time, and I've got to snap out of it. Got to fix it. So let's talk about now essay number 36. And this one's more of an emotional, personal one. I feel like the other ones kind of apply to personal or business, whatever we want. Um, I guess you could apply this to business, but anyway, it struck me as more personal and I really loved this, but I also want to preface it by saying that if you are in the middle of a really hard life situation, this might not apply to you and that's okay because hindsight is always... 2020, it's always safer, it's always easier than it is when you're actually in the moment. So I just want to honor the fact that if you are currently in a situation, basically, okay, the title of it is why you should thank the people who have hurt you most in life. And if you are currently in a situation where someone is hurting you a lot, you don't need to thank them, okay? You need to prioritize yourself. And I just want to give that disclaimer that you do not need to thank people who are currently hurting you. Um, but moving on to this, because I loved it. It rang true a lot for me. And I thought it was just, there were so many beautiful thoughts in this section that I really needed to hear because there are things in my life where I really struggle to find what good I got out of those situations. Uh, they didn't have a lot of bright sides. And so I really loved this chapter. Um, and so she talks about how difficult relationships push you. And I'm just going to read off like different areas of it. She says, difficult relationships push you to change your behavior. And then she gives examples that really were so beautiful to me. She says, abused means that you can recognize compassion being used. You start recognizing your worth, which that one was so beautiful to me to think about like all the things I've been used for. And then to be like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm worth those, those things that I was being used for. Feeling stuck, you realize that there's always a choice in accepting. You realize nobody has control over the day at the end of the day. And I just love this because I don't think it justifies horrible, horrible things that may have happened to you or to me, but it's such a beautiful way to look back on your pain and realize that it was the catalyst for something. And that's what she talks about. She says, these people are your catalyst and quote, I'll quote this part. Sometimes the way light enters us is in fact through the wound. These relationships can show you an unrevealed part of yourself, a part that was preventing you from being truly loved. And this one blew my brain open because not in 
any way to do again if you're in an abusive situation like in no world do you deserve these things are these things okay you do not need to thank these people but oftentimes one of the things I think of is I'm like why did I stay in an abusive situation for so long and now that I'm out of it how she says these relationships can show you an unhealed part of yourself I think about how the fact that I think deep down I didn't think I deserved it, but I also didn't think I deserved much better. And it wasn't until I had this moment where I was like, this is so wrong and I deserve so much better than this that I started to move out of that situation and I started to take my own life back and I think that that's really beautiful and a way that we can look back on really hard things or times that we've been really hurt is to try to find the things that they taught us as well as the things that you know, we don't have to give all the credit to them. We don't have to give all the credit to the people that hurt us. We can also give credit to ourselves and see like what unhealed part of ourself did we heal in order to truly love ourselves. So that chapter is so good. If you're on the outer edge or the outside of a really hard situation, I definitely suggest chapter or essay 36 because it was really, really beautiful and really healing. Um, Okay, so one of my last ones and another favorite, honestly though, you guys, please read this book. If you get anything out of this, please read this book. It's fantastic. It is also a book that you can read whenever you want because the chapters are like, I think the longest one is like a couple pages. Like they're really short essays, so you can read them whenever you want. Um, But anyway, this next one is number 60 and it's how to become the kind of person who deserves the life you want. And immediately this drew my attention because I'm working through a lot of blocks on what I deserve and how I deserve this life I want rather than blocking myself from actually achieving it because subconsciously I don't think I deserve it and one of the first things that I had highlighted in the book is that quote wanting is the ugliest thing you can do it keeps your experience in a state of not having and I was like I don't even want to know how that sounded on a microphone, but this one blew my mind because I was like, why do I spend so much time wanting these things? It keeps my mindset in a state of like, I don't have this, but I wish I did. And it can keep good things at a distance. And so she talks about how acceptance is the root of abundance. And I've talked about this before on like Instagram and honestly, this platform too, that one mindfulness and mindset and manifesting all comes down to two things and that's one gratitude for what you already have and knowing that you are currently so abundant and then two that you already know you deserve these bigger better things you already know that it's so easy for you to obtain them and so shifting this mindset from wanting into being like I'm grateful for what I have and I constantly up level and I gain more abundance is kind of that sweet spot for getting those things that you deserve and the things that you want and so then she also in this chapter goes on to talk about intuition and oh my gosh I love actually I don't really even know what there were so many things in this chapter that like now that I'm reading them out loud they don't sound super cohesive so definitely go read this chapter but there was like three main points that really stood out to me and the second is this one about intuition and she says the universe whispers until it screams learn to listen while the voice is little and 
this is such a big powerful one whether you call it intuition whether you call it the spirit whether you call it the knowing like you know good old glennon doyle whatever it is there is a voice i know you know it you can feel it in your gut you can feel it when you're called to things when your energy aligns to things when you need to avoid something you can feel it and you need to listen while it's little because once it's there it will never go away and that is one of the things I always tell my friends family coaching clients anything as soon as they get a feeling for something I'm like pay attention to that and honor it and listen to it because it only will get bigger with time and listen while it's whispering not while it's screaming because that's when you're gonna have to go back and unpack all these things that happened since this voice initially appeared if you are so deep in a situation and you had a weird feeling in the beginning oh you're gonna have to unpack and undo and fix so much listen when it's little and I think that's so powerful and something we all need to lean into more and the third little section which was so helpful for me as I kind of start this new chapter in my business if you guys are listening to this I have separated and this was huge for me I gave it a lot of thought and it's been kind of stressful I separated my photography account from my education business and I was really hesitant to do so but it just it was time I could not serve two audiences properly and it was giving me so much stress I was so worried about showing upright I wasn't showing up honestly because of it I was showing off kind of like half-assed in photography and half-assed in education because I didn't want too much education to offend my photographer followers and I didn't want too much photography to offend my education followers anyway it was a disaster and so as I was kind of unpacking like this new direction for my business how I really just want this year to be about serving people whether that is in photography or education and I wanted to show up 100% so I feel like that's why this chapter stuck out so much for me but she talks about how your identity does not not have to be cohesive it does not have to flow and you don't have to be packaged in a way that people understand which that like again just blew my mind that I was like oh my gosh I don't have to be like this pretty little packaged and organized feed that always makes sense like I'm kind of a messy person and so it's okay if some things are messy as long as my energy aligns with them I want that my people that follow me and engage with me to recognize my energy and my purpose and that's what's cohesive it doesn't matter how my identity shows up it doesn't have to flow and I don't have to be packaged in a way that feels comfy for other people. So then, and she, I'll quote here, she says, stop living for your synopsis, the summary we try to piece together in our minds when we imagine people explaining us or evaluating who we are. It doesn't have to make sense. You're not limited to just one purpose, one talent, one love. You do not have to be a novel. You can be a book of stories. Oof, so Good And I needed this so much as I started into this journey of photography and education, but also wanting to talk about abuse and empowerment and social justice things. Like there have been so many things that my energy has felt called to over the last year and I did not know how to make that cohesive. And I just loved that sentence of like, stop trying to be this really cohesive synopsis for people to regurgitate to other people, essentially. Like, why do we care that we're this perfectly laid out biography for people to share? Like, we can just be who we are. We can do what our energy is called to. 
And that's all it has to be. You don't have to be a novel. You can be a book of stories. And she says as well, like, don't dull your light so that it makes more sense to people. And I feel like that's something I was doing so much. I just wanted my space to feel comfortable to other people in so much that I was dulling my light as an educator. I was dulling my light as a photographer just because I wanted it to be cohesive. And that was so silly and was holding me back from so many Things. So this was such a huge shift for me when reading this chapter. I loved it. And then she goes on as well to talk about how your life will unfold proportionately to what you believe you deserve, which I won't even talk your guys' ears off about that. Again, if you want to hear about what you deserve and changing your mindset about that, go back to the episode called Get Out of Your Own Way. That's what we unpack so much in that episode, but that is easily one of the biggest things I'm working on this year. So that is our little book club for 101 essays that will change the way you think. Again, it's by Brianna Weist, and I will link that for you guys in the show notes. But please buy this book while you're in there. Buy Untamed 2. I think those would be the two books that I would recommend to people for 2021 and The War of Art if you're creative, which maybe I'll do a little episode on that book too. I need to reread it. It's phenomenal. But this book was seriously incredible and I loved that it was a book that I could take at my own pace. So I hope even if you guys don't dive into it, which you should, I hope you still found some of this recounting helpful and motivating for your Monday. Go out and kill it. I hope you have the best Monday and until next week, I would love if you subscribed, left us a review and feel free to come follow along on Instagram for all the tips, tricks, magic, all the things until next time. I'll see you guys then.